The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hey y'all, it's T Rich. Here's a known as a Koye of Dora Milaje of Wakanda. Uh, this is the shit you might have missed on Flashback Radio. And we are with most of the usual, or we're with the usual, usual suspects. How about that? Uh, here, joining me in the studio in the middle of nowhere is Lee Bendis III, aka Davinci Parks. A.K.A. the Hotel Whisperer. Coming to you live and direct over the air. Hey, Savage. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, people. I thought, I thought it was Christy Killmonger. She's the... Christy Killmonger. She, 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 she's she's going to learn her name at some point. It's it's actually not my name. Well, you know, you had no nicknames, and we're going to give you all the nicknames. I'm just... I just we don't give like you nicknames to choose from. Every okay. week, we're going to give you a new nickname. <laughs> See, I feel like the super militant thing, you know, I, I, I sympathize with the kill them all, you know, ethos. I do, but, but it's not sustainable. No, it's you not. Know, it's just not. And, and so, like, ultimately, while I sympathize with it, I don't actually support it. And because I don't support it, there are certain things I don't subject to my, myself to because I don't want to have to go out into the general public and face the enemy and be in a mood to kill them all. Because, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I don't be in the mood to kill them all sometimes. You know. And it could be any kind of people that I'm, you know, thinking about. All demographic groups at any given point in time are open to the king. Mentally genocidic. Just saying. This week, we do have problematic people. All right. Let's go. Let's get it. They are local. Oh, wow. Do I know them? Personally? Wow. I don't know. I don't know who you know. Maybe. Um, you know who I know. Quicksilver and DJ five, six, seven, nine. Okay. Did y'all hear about this? No. So, um, kind of loosely, but I didn't really feel like investigating because I had other shit going on this weekend, as you know. So, was it something about a nanny? Yes, it was. So, oh. um, Danny Starr, who is the, you know, the the way these morning shows are set up is always like two men and a woman. Mm-hmm. Very quick question. Did Danny Starr used to be on the Kane show? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, okay. I feel like she used to be on the Kane show. I don't listen to the Kane show. I listen to Elliot in the morning, but whatever. Proceed. I apologize. Go ahead. Um, And so she was having a conversation about, you know, trying to find a nanny and somebody DM'd her and was like, you know, hey girl, I'm free. I'm available. And she was discussing it with her co-host like, yeah. She didn't say the woman's name. So it's just like, yeah, no. Um, no. She's she's a very pretty woman. I don't want her in my house with my husband. <laughs> okay. Which is, you know, her right to say. Ben Affleck, we're watching you, sir. So they, I don't know how they found this woman, but they found her, brought her in the studio, Jude did Law. not tell Danny and like kind of like ambushed her. And this woman was like kind of trying to go in on her like, well, I don't know. Why you feel uncomfortable with me being in your house just because I'm pretty? And 
she was like so upset with her co-host because she was also she was like, I'm not trying to argue with this woman because it was I think on like they found her. Somehow they found her, and I don't know if she mentioned this woman's name off air. Probably that's probably what happened. And maybe she probably showed a picture like, "Hey, look at this." Blah blah blah. She probably slid her phone over. And yeah, she probably showed. Well, they them. thought it would be cute right. to have her come in and have like this whole woman oh, woman confrontation on foul. National Women's Day. That's foul. It is, and she kept saying like, "I don't know why y'all are doing this," and they were very unapologetic about it. And they're just like, well, you owe her an explanation as to why you wouldn't hire her. She's like, I don't, I don't it's owe her, her an explanation. Anybody... It's my house. I get to decide who wants to be in my house. Right. And if I don't want you in my house because you're pretty or because you're not, which you are, you're a very beautiful woman, but I don't want you in my house. I don't want you in my house with my husband, period. And, and that's my decision to make. And I just want to add, if I, I believe this is the same Danny Starr because, you know, radio personalities tend to move around from station to station because there's a Danny... And she has the same voice. I'm, I'm assuming it's her because she's not on the Kane show anymore, I don't think. So if this is the same Danny Starr, then she like won like Miss Minnesota and, and like in a, for like a USA pageant or something like that. She's she's won a, like a prominent beauty competition. So she's not unattractive herself. No, she's not unattractive. But also, like she said, I have the right to choose. Oh, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. And they were just like, yeah, you owe her, you owe her an, an explanation. She was like, no, y'all, y'all owe me an explanation as to why, you know, you're ambushing me like this on the radio. Um, Quicksilver's wife called in and was basically like, y'all ain't shit. And he was like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, wife, you're right. And they, um, they were suspended. And I think they're still suspended. They should have been. And if I was her, quite frankly, if you're not going to give me my own morning show, I'm quitting this whole motherfucking shit. Because, like, you embarrassed me in a way that, like, it's hard to come back from. Well, she did in the middle of the show. She was just like, fuck this show. But I think um, because she Kath- said it? I don't think she said it in that way. Okay. But she, like, quit on the air. She didn't say it when it might be She quit on the air? And Kathy Hughes, like... I guess convinced her to come back and mm-hmm. like the next day the show was her and some other female co-hosts from the station mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they are still suspended because Kathy Hughes was like look this is not acceptable I don't want y'all to think I'm agreeing with this in any way whatsoever that is so disrespectful because they would never have brought some broad you know what I'm saying from the DMs who was in a male co-host, you know what I'm saying, any kind of feed, and brought him in for some kind of interrogation. I don't know about that. I feel which I feel your I feel your argument. I've seen enough like radio setups. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's just inappropriate. It doesn't matter like what the the. I mean that's like a lot of times when you're working with these people, they, like they're you're, y'all cool. And I'm saying so like mm-hmm. you know it's like I wouldn't. Now I'm saying like like digging the annals or whatever and like like throw like somebody out like yeah like, hey hey Tiki like <laughs> like yeah. look who's here yeah, joining yeah. us on the podcast today Bing. like I would not do that because like you know what I'm saying it's just like I don't think so I just I, like they it feels like there should have been something to prompt them in the back of their head and say maybe this isn't a good idea maybe this is a professional maybe this can go the wrong way and maybe play out the scenarios of how it was bad. But apparently they didn't have it. I don't. I don't. Not only did they not have it before, they didn't have it during because they were very dismissive during, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, we we did this. Okay, 
And that that might be an indication. I'm not saying I'm because I don't listen to the show, but that might be an indication of how they just think of her for her, for them to be that dismissive. I mean, I think it's how they think of her, but I also think that they thought it was a real issue to be discussed between the two women about whether or not this attractive woman should be in the household. Why would they care? I think that's more. Um, I think that says more about how they feel about what they would want to choose than anything. Possibly, yeah, I, I agree, but I, I think I think also it's probably just an asshole factor. I mean, because I mean, I've listened to enough Russ Parr morning show, for example, or I've listened to Ricky Smiley morning show. I stopped listening to Steve Harvey just because, yeah. But um, uh, I've listened to enough Russ Parr. Russ Parr and uh, Super Ken and Albert clown Alfredus religiously, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I really feel like if there's an issue that Alfred has had, Russ would go to bat for her in an instant. And they make it very clear throughout the show, they all have history. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, she's like, Russ, I was in your movie. And he'll clown, like, well, you weren't that good. But, like, obviously he's looking out for the dude. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I just, I, 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 I don't, I'm, I didn't hear any of that before. I knew there was some type of thing in there. They have some type of, uh, some playback that you can find online where you can go back and listen to it, whatever. I just didn't, I didn't have the but energy the thing, to really look it up and find out what was what was going on with it. And the thing that was so horrible is like you can hear in her voice that she is like so upset and like on the verge of tears, kind of upset. Tears, yeah. yeah. And she was like, "If we weren't on this radio right now, I would say some to both of y'all." They them, I don't want to go to jail. Tears. That's what they are. Yeah. And the whole time she was, like, super upset. They were just like, yeah, well, I mean, you owe this young lady an explanation. You need to talk to her. First and of all, I mean. Just, like, there was so much difference in, like, her presentation vocally mm-hmm. and their presentation vocally. Because she was, like, super upset. And I feel like if that's your friend on any level, at some point you would just be like, you know what? Okay. This is. This is an, it went on about 10, 15 minutes that I listened to mm. online. I'm just gonna say, and again, I'm not I'm not trying to sound like I'm I'm side. I'm just saying based off what else presented, there is absolutely no reason why she needs to make an explanation as to why she doesn't want some strange woman that she doesn't know to watch her child. Whatever the motivation may be, like I don't know. You're DMing me. I don't know if people DM people for childcare. I don't know if that's common, but typically if I'm looking for like a nanny. I'll look for it the old-fashioned way. I will find you. She didn't really present with nanny credentials. Girl, they got services for that shit. She's like, oh, I'm an actress and a model, and I can watch your kids. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do those skills transfer? Yeah, you'll find somebody. Like, you find people through references when it comes to watching kids. Like, uh, like how long she been watching your kids? Like, oh, your baby's still alive. Does she feed them regularly? Have they had any bruises? Have there been any accidents or whatever? They say that you know. It's just like questions that you you can't. Nah, man. I just nah. I, I don't know. I just think that's a silly thing. I, I mean, I feel on. like if you coming at a radio personality for a job as a nanny, you need to have two things: a whole bunch of kids that have successfully made it into adulthood, or an early childhood education degree and a bunch of references. Like other than that, like you coming at me in the DMs with this, oh, I'm a model and an actress, bitch. I want you to watch my kids not get famous. Right. So yeah, they're they're problematic. Again, we're watching you, Jude Law, Ben Affleck. Wait, Ben Affleck was fucking the nanny. <laughs> that's how that's how he broke up with old girl. Yeah, 
Oh, well, yeah, he I mean, got, he, no. yeah, he, he's still with her. I think he got himself a nice little back tattoo and everything after mm-hmm. that. He, he got, he got, he found a fountain of youth on that one. I ain't even being funny, but I just feel like any, I feel like any woman who has somebody in her home who is actually playing the role of wife while she is going out and pursuing her ambition really in some fucked up sort of way sets herself up if you got some patriarchal dude and d- d- patriarchy runs deep so the reality is you know what i'm saying it, it, it it's, it's it's a lot going on there but you kind of set yourself up for that because you got somebody playing a nurturer in I your feel home the steps are whispering and the reality is <laughs> I feel the, the whole text is whispering in my ears. They're saying something to me right now. The, re- the reality is, you know what I'm saying, that is attractive to men. And the whole type should be whispering in your ear because the reality is it's a whole type move to fuck the nanny because you know your <laughs> wife has a job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's there's no way around that. You know what I'm saying? It is a whole type move in and of itself. I mean, because like if you that star for intimacy and affection, I'm going to need you to get like, you know what I'm saying, a dating app at, uh, uh, account like everybody else and start swiping. Oh, no, that's 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 that's. That's Trey. You trace that. Like, I don't really you encourage. Like, really? I don't. You can I don't encourage actual cheating. Yeah, I feel like we right. should all be talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I am saying that if you are going to be a cheater, you probably shouldn't fuck the woman who like takes care of your kids and shit. That's confusing and messy. Yeah, it is. I I, I think, and uh, I'm speaking from speculation because I've never done this. I don't have a nanny to fuck because I have no kids. Um, but I, I will simply say this. I believe a lot of times it just comes down to men, at least it comes down to proximity and availability. Like, yo, and it's, it's, it's really that simple. Oh, um, absolutely. And Arnold and, Schwarzenegger is proof that you ain't got to be a beauty queen. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You could have that, that kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that lady liked the saw. The saw that clown. kid literally, like, stepped out of his balls looking just Girl. like him. <laughs> like, Girl. you fucked the nanny? Like, Cause it's like, like, and, and, and so like, did they fire? Like when that kid was born and it looked just like him, like three months later when it was still looking well, just like him. he's getting grown now before they popped off. This has no, been a but, long time on the rap But here's my question. The question is, help like that often brings their children to work with them, especially if there are young children in the home. So at what point in time did it become clear that like, nah, like that nigga can't come in here and keep the charade going on? Yeah, like because because at some point, you know what I'm saying? Like my son when he was young. Right, right. Like all babies look a little like, you know, who knows maybe, you know, like your mama, like your daddy, you know what I'm saying, when they first born. But at some point, their features start to get real like, you know, oh, you favor somebody. And I feel like the way he looks now as an almost adult, like that nigga was a spitting image of Arnold Schwarzenegger from birth. So day, at yeah. what point was it awkward, you know what I'm saying, in his infancy to be like, we we can't pretend like it ain't nothing going on if you keep coming here with your kid. Yeah, I, I, you I know, it's just a kid spends a lot of time with me. You know, that's why he looks like me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like like a dog, <laughs> really? Like, like you drink dishes to the dog? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I would imagine. I mean, again, I'm speculating. I really don't know, but I would imagine in that particular scenario, it wouldn't really matter much because that's his kid, and like you know, one thing you don't want is scandal in Hollywood. So it's one of those things like you can fire me, but I'm still gonna get paid. Oh no, she was definitely still getting paid. There's yeah, no so question about I that. But really at some point in, in time, but like you know, if it didn't look like him, she could have, you know what I'm saying, brought that little boy to the house that he was like 10 years old, you know what I'm saying, and nobody would have known the difference. But like 
the way he looks, that in and of itself made her termination, you know what I'm saying, imminent. Like, nah, bitch, you can't bring that baby to work. And the reality is, what maid has a nanny? No. Apparently the one who's getting uh, well paid. Well, So this brings up another conversation that we were discussing. Um, who's we? Cameron and I. Okay. So is anybody else? Why are you saying like he's from part of the dip set? That's how you pronounce his name. No, no, really? Okay, he's changed up? Okay. Didn't know this. All right. Well, well yeah. So, <laughs> okay, all right. All right. So I feel like you're not privy to everything. You should just keep it moving. Uh, okay. All right. Look, that's what his mama said. I said I said Cameron. She said, oh, someone finally pronounces his name correctly. Oh, okay. dang. Interesting. So y'all niggas just been wrong. Just wrong. Because anyway. uh, she says Cameron herself, but okay. <laughs> I'm okay. not stepping out of that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, okay. yeah, but we were watching The Shy. You watching The Shy? Yes. Yeah. So, are you watching The Shy? Christine? I haven't seen the last episode. Okay. So, on the last episode. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm about to spoil shit. I don't give a fuck. But I, I literally am going to watch it tonight. Like, okay. This ain't going to spoil anything. Well, really. then you won't be surprised. Right. And you've seen Lucky this here. You when when dude hooked up with the um, the boss's girlfriend, uh-huh. and so he finally told his ex or current or whatever, and she was like, "Oh, well, you know, I mean, I kicked it with somebody too while we were apart because you know who knew." I felt, it felt like she was ready, but anyway, go ahead. So, she, she was real messy with hers, but go ahead. She was. So then we were having the conversation about, you know how sometimes guys get real sensitive about, like, you know, another guy being in, in quote-unquote, their woman, but don't really feel any other way about, like, you know, sticking their dick in, in anything. random women. So, like, we were watching. I was like, nah, he just got to sit with this. He got to sit with it. He can't, he can't feel any kind of way about this because y'all are on equal playing field. Like nobody has done more dirt than the okay, other. Okay, so very very quickly, did he actually? I thought I thought he just kissed her. Did he actually? He said he had sex with her. I never I oh, never so saw they, that part. Yeah, so they I guess they just did a very artful cutaway because like that was not apparent. It just seemed like it, it like, seemed like they kissed, and he but like, he said we slept together. Okay, all right. So, man on the show. Okay, what's up? What's the question? What are your thoughts? How do you feel about that? About what? Do you feel some kind of way about? Is it is it a difference? Is it a double standard? Like get off me, hotep! <laughs> oh shit! I'm being I'm being surrounded by hoteps. <laughs> feel like the hoteps want me to Can't say listen something. Listen to them because they ain't shit. Um, oh. <laughs> is it a difference? Is there a double standard? Like if a man cheats on his woman, and if the woman, quote unquote, repays the favor. Uh-huh. Is it different? Do you feel like it's a, a, a difference there? Like, oh, but you had some dude all up inside you. Like, but you was all up inside somebody. Yeah, but it's different. Because um, that's a conversation I've had with male friends. And that's what I've heard several times from male friends. And also just like from assholes who I have well, dated. Like, nah, but it's different. Like, how though? I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna be disingenuous on, on this show. I haven't done that yet. I will say to be honest, plain and fair, the the actual answer is no, there's no difference. But the <laughs> actual answer is yes, there's a difference. Why? In the mind of men, we like to think that our actual women are more virtuous than we are. 
That's what we like to think. Typically, I can't speak for every dude because some dudes like their women a particular way. So I can't speak for every dude. I'm just saying typically a dude wants to think that his woman is more virtuous and more honorable than he is in, in his dealings. Typically. That's, that's, that's you know, and we, we don't want to think that our women would do the same low-down skeevy shit that we do. I know, and the funny thing is we all know that our girls, you know, some more than others, have some sort of past. You're very rarely going to come across a woman in this day and age who actually legit saved herself for someone. Uh, and the, the honest to God truth is most of y'all don't want to spend time with the girl who's safe because y'all don't want nobody that's like, you know, doesn't know what they're doing, right? That's that's that, that I really Christy do. is cracking. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I think that's the short answer. I don't have to belabor it. Just in the mind, they just, that's the, just what they like to think to themselves. I mean, yeah, I have answer, enough. Right? Huh? You know, it's a bullshit answer, right? It's not a bullshit answer. That's, that's, that's bullshit logic. I'm not saying the logic is a bullshit, but I'm just saying that's why I think that's what it, it is. Isn't. It isn't. It's just that most men don't actually think deeper as to why this message has been socially programmed into them. And it's actually really real logic because we want women in the society to be sexually faithful because we want to be able to determine paternity. That's what it all comes down to. And so ownership. If it ain't no kid, that wouldn't even matter, though. I, I, I mean that 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 implies that the, a child has to be in the, in, in the no, situation. It's, it's the, but the reason why it has been ingrained in you that women are like property is because the overriding anxiety that is behind that is about paternity and so even so so i'm i'm speaking to what Takiya was saying about how it don't make sense ingrained in me or ingrained in the average man it's ingrained in the average man which means sweetie you're not exempt from it i'm not the average man what i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not saying you are but what i'm saying i mean i i I, i'm not saying i don't have i don't have cross sections or intersectionality and thought but but i'm very different in a lot of ways Huh? What I'm what I'm saying is this is a, a deep seated anxiety, and I feel like there are other ways in which you might manifest this anxiety. Possible. So if you know, but I mean, it is what it is. So if you know she has a past, then mm-hmm. why are you making these fallacies of her virtuosity? Because the average dude wants to think that their shit don't stink. The average dude wants to believe that no matter how. It's okay. This ain't like exactly this is first of all, this is a very inexact science, I would say. One, because like, you know, part of part of what happens and I and I think Chris would be, be good at this one too, because uh her, her studies, whatever. Part of what we do um in life is the first part of our life, and that's like, you know, like elementary school, junior high, we we learn a whole bunch of shit. We learn a whole bunch of shit when we go to school, obviously, as mm-hmm. you know, right? Mm-hmm. We learn shit in school. But a lot of what we learn is also what we learn socially. Like, socially. And we learn a lot of shit, not just from parents, not just from teachers, but we learn a lot of bullshit from our peers. Mm-hmm. Right? The second part is, you know, between, you know, collegiate years, whether you go to school or not, and like, you know, those, 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 that fucked up phase, like 16 to 24, when you know every damn thing, you don't know anything sure. at all. I hate those years. Uh, those really are the asshole idiots. years. Yeah. 
That's those are the asshole years. So you're learning something different there because life is starting to show you ass some shit, right? Then you get into your later 20s, into your 30s, and like, oh shit, like I had this all wrong. I had enough exactly. So when you get to 30s, like I didn't do my 20s right at all. So you start like revising and doing all these things and blah, 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 blah. And then once you get to around 40, like, oh shit. I had some shit right, but I had some shit here that I need to, and it, and all it is is so. I think it's like there's a lot of lies that we tell ourselves in relationships, and we were kind of talking about this earlier before uh, uh, Christy got on online, in in terms of um, just remember I was saying like you know you you have to like you have to calibrate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you don't just have to calibrate in terms of like who you like or what you want for somebody. You also have to calibrate, you know, yourself and like be honest with yourself. Not everybody's able to do that. The reason why I say I'm not the average dude is because I'm painfully self-aware of a lot of my flaws, um, like painfully self-aware. <laughs> um, like a light bulb. Huh? Like a light bulb. Too. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very introspective, and there are a lot of a lot of things that I'm very self-critical of in, in in a lot of different areas. So I try to work on a lot of my stuff, and that's why when people pull my coattails about stuff, I can like, I like, I can see that. But you might have been with somebody, or whatever, who pulls out a magnum rubber, but he can't fit that magnum. That dude lying to himself, but that same dude swears up and down he'd be killing it when he when he when he get it in though. I can't speak to that that man's logic. No one can. I, I I I don't know what it's like to just like you know feel like a knife in a peanut butter jar. I don't know what that is, you know, to not hit like all walls simultaneously or whatever. But there's a dude out there who that does who does do that. And wants to but in his knows. mind, he be killing it though. Oh yeah. So I, I I I again, it's just there are a lot. There's so many nuances and layers to cut through. So I don't think it's any one particular thing. But I just think in our mind, especially when it comes to men. Our egos and sensibilities are so fragile because often they're not founded on a lot of things. And that's what I was saying. I was like, you know, well, I mean, male, that's, I, 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 male I, egos I, are fragile. Oh, they are. They are. They're, they're super fragile, and it's, it's, it's just like, like it's, eggs. It's, yeah, and you got to think though. It's like this is this is something I like. I I started paying attention to in my twenties, and I think like Jay Z kind of like mentioned it when he had his interview. Like you know, it was like, oh, you you think I see you? Mm-hmm. Um. Not quite the same, but similar. But what I started observing in my 20s and starting to really come in is like, yo, like the way we're raised, the conditioning is so like real in terms of how men are conditioned, how women are conditioned. Mm-hmm. Women are often conditioned like you're going to wear this color because this is a girl's color. These are the type of toys you play with. These are the type of aspirations you have. You know, you get your Easy Bake Oven. This shit goes back to the 50s. Mm-hmm. Like Easy Bake Oven, take your home economics course, do all these different things because that's what girls do. And the men, these are the type of toys, um, toys you play with. And you, you like this and you, you play with these things. You go outside and play sports, blah, blah, blah. And none of that shit has to do with like, you know, actually learning how to manage feelings. If a, if a dude hurts himself or whatever, he's told to suck that shit up and man up and do all these different things. He don't even know what the fuck man up is at six years old, but he's told to do it. Man up means don't cry and don't actually like attend to how you feel or resolve what's at the root of your shit. Mm-hmm. So when you go through life forming yourself that way and then dealing with other dudes, like other peers other that are being... Men. 
conditioned in the same fashion. And some in more dire situations who might not have positive role models in terms of male figures in a household or at all, uh, it gets that much more calamitous. So I, I just think like when it comes down to it, yeah, the collective male psyche is fragile. None more fragile than the white male psyche. There's nothing more dangerous than like a white dude with some power that's petty. That's wounded, yeah. There's nothing more dangerous than that's why Trump is so dangerous. Because he knows in the back of his mind somewhere that he's inadequate. He knows it. That's why he behaves the way he does. And I think a lot of people who feel inadequate go out of their way to make other people feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, like those type of dudes, I think, need to feel like they matter. You know what I'm saying? And like, 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 you know, this is what it is and I can do this and this is why I'm going to do this. And like, you know, so they got that pretty nanny, whatever, they're sitting there, whatever. And she's, she's down. And there's some reason in his mind as to why his wife is not being attentive enough. Perhaps he's more open to that. I don't know. But like, again, I, I just said, so I gave you, I told you the answer is no. But yes, the answer yes, is yes. yes. The answer is no, but the answer is yes. That's a little more of the the more in depth answer. So I mean, I don't know if y'all if y'all want to counter or add to it. I'm I'm more than open to that. Christy, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like you said you're good, but you're not. I'm just gonna leave it alone. I'm I'm I'm. This is a conversation. That's what we're here to have. What's what's up? <clears throat> Well, I think that you were right about a lot of things. Um, I think the larger issue is that, you know, it comes down to this is something I've actually been thinking about. I'm taking this church black, uh, taking this class, black church and black manhood. So we spent a lot of time talking about just manhood in general and then the trauma that black people have survived mm -hmm. and how that affects black men and how they uh, transfer that into manhood. And so what I would say is that there is no one more dangerous to a mass group of people, society at large, than uh, hurt white men. But there's no one more dangerous to their immediate loved ones than hurt black men, because the reality is black men just kill, you know what I'm saying, intimate partners um, at a higher rate than white men. I don't know. So, if that, okay. I, no, that's, that's true. So 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 there's that. Um, okay. and, and I think when you think about that, that has a lot to do with the fact that the black man is actually powerless in most contexts except for over his family. And so mm. it's easier mm -hmm. to direct the rage without a lot of consequences at, you know, the, the weaker people in your life. The issue with white men is that they are the strongest people on the planet, you know what I'm saying, on a lot of levels. And so who they can direct their rage at without consequence is everybody, you know what I'm saying? So they can induce a lot of societal harm, whereas black rate, black men don't have that, which is why a lot of times the powerlessness they feel is directed at the close uh, people around them. So there's that. But I think that when we want to talk about how to fix that, you know, for as self-aware as you are, you know, Takia and I, you know, have been raised with the language of emotion since birth. And men haven't. Mm -hmm. And so and and the whole to, to, to be able to even form or understand a concept, you have to have the language for it. You know, and I think the way that I equate, you know, how men are taught about emotions um, is the way, you know, that people relate to color. If I were if a woman were to buy a dress, she would be like, "Ooh, I bought this. You know what I'm saying? Like 
bubblegum pink dress and I got these aqua shoes to go with it and I got this like golden yellow purse you know what I'm saying and like it's very specific you know what I'm saying whereas men would be like I'm gonna wear this blue pants with this black belt and these, these brown brown shoes well you, you like should wear blue and black like, together it's, it's, but I mean but, but right my now. point is Just there's not as many it's, it's not as descriptive, you know, and so women are taught the same thing around emotions. And then there's some things that men aren't even taught the language for. And so, you know, you are always going to be playing catch up to the women in your lives, you know. And the reason why I say that and why it's important is because you may not be the average dude, but you still playing, you know what I'm saying, 20, 30 years of catch up to the average woman. Because a lot of the concepts that you're just starting to wrap your mind around are things that we have been wrestling with since birth. Because we are taught that all we are is a big ball of feelings and we have to learn how to manage them. Okay, I can, I can, I can, I can. And I think that for men to make real progress, we need to go to science and we need to really look at how is language formed and how do we teach language to older people and so that they can form the concepts that they need to be able to relate fully with themselves. Because I think the other reality is if you are taught that you can't feel a certain range of emotions, you know, the reality is that you are taught that you don't have access to a certain part of yourself. And so you don't actually really know fully who you are until you can access all of yourself, you know, until you can engage and participate fully, you know, in the full range of human experience and emotion. And I think that, you know, as a society, we need to be start talking about how masculinity and manhood is, is broken and toxic and that, you know, the feminine is a response to that because the reality is the feminine is a response to that because it's just trying to stay alive. I can dig everything you said. Um, I, I was, I will say, um, language. I think, and I will speak from a from a personal perspective. I believe language goes beyond what is like spoken in terms of what language you speak. I believe that music is language, and you can share um, understanding or growth through music. Uh, you yeah, can you can share growth through. When it comes down to actual concepts that you have to be able to think about, you need the language to be able to form the concept. You need the verbal language. There's there's no way around that. And music is often verbalized. So I was saying, like, um, I I don't I don't, um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I understand what you're saying, but I'm gonna I I don't I don't necessarily I mean because there there are people that that don't have the the, the ability to to speak at all it doesn't mean they don't have the ability to communicate. Just because you cannot speak does not mean you don't have language. Exactly. No, you're not. <laughs> so I feel like one of you is, is, and I could be wrong, but it sounds like one of you is referring to language in more of a verbal sense, and one is referring to language from like a more of an emotional, no, like I'm, an emotional I'm, language, I'm, I'm, and not saying, necessarily like the words. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and I, I believe that, that there's also there, there's definitely emotional um, um aspect and context that goes with language, um and for example we've talked a number of times, and I don't know you. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Um, there have been a number of times, and same thing with Chris. I, I I've say things in a very unemotional, unexpressive way. Um, it's not because I don't feel. It's just I just tend to speak in as I see things. Um. So um, I, I get that there's emotional context, how to, to, but I mean, 
what I'm saying is like um, you're saying being able to articulate and being able to relate. So relational things are relational. So what I was saying is music is relational and it can open doors. Art is relational. It can open doors. There are a number of ways that people can learn how to communicate that might not be um, in in the same context. And, and it's just how they find their their avenue. So it's just that it's not necessarily one way to find that you know that thing. And it's also, I think it's also very important to to note that there are a lot of dudes that I think have a bit more of a head start than maybe others, just simply because a lot of them are raised in large part by aunts and mothers and and grandmothers and don't have a lot of uh, heavy, you know, paternal input, you know, in and their home the situation. Huh? Patriarchy. I beg your pardon? Women are the biggest promoters of patriarchy. Okay, I can dig that too. Um, I, I I I'm not disputing the whole idea of black men killing women, um, on black women. I'm not disputing that. I I would just say that I would imagine if you looked at statistics, criminal criminalistically speaking, when you look at statistics for crime, black men kill women and children more than white men. Okay. Typically, when you go across the spectrum, the the, cr- the criminal numbers when you bear out per capita, it's 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 pretty close in terms of like you know the crime that's being committed. So, I mean, I'd be I'd be interested to see that. I mean, because either way, it's like we don't want it to happen. So it's not like I'm trying to defend black men killing women. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I don't want it to be one of those things where it's something that's put out there that's not. The- it's not one of those statistics. Okay. So I guess the larger question is then what what can we do to start countering it? Like what 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 ways can we address, you know, speaking to uh um strengthening or building the language and the skill sets that are needed to be able to communicate more effectively uh with uh their partners and with themselves because I think that's also a big part of it, right? All right, but you can't heal broken people until they know they're broken. Fair enough. So so how do we that's a very good question. Yeah, I mean, because like having insight and the desire to change is one of the first steps in like making I some mean, some progress. Is that we need to start with prison? That's actually a good answer. They you know what, and and because we've talked about prison a number of times, um, that's I think that's a phenomenal answer. Just because I feel like. The idea of sending people to prison but not doing anything to make them better. Well, because services cost money. Yeah, well, but even if you even if you got the service while they're there, I mean the idea, like, you know, the idea of sending broken people so, out into the Don't get I mean, they do have access to mental health services in prison. prison. But I mean, prison. that ain't shit. I think it's there. not just about brokenness, but like we send people to prison because they have antisocial behaviors, right? So how is it that you reckon teaching people to be better socialized in society while you isolate them from the very thing that they need to learn to interact with better in such a way that it will actually foster and promote more antisocial behavior? So I think that we need to start with prisons and I think that we need to start with how we transition people out of prison and, um, I think that, you know, like as a divinity student, definitely, you know, prison ministry. Um, 
But I think that it has a lot to do with what people, what happens when people are in prison, but also the supports that they have when they get out of prison. And I think that a lot of families need to be socialized um, and get a lot of therapy as their family members come home from prison. Because the reality is those people with those antisocial behaviors didn't come out of a vacuum. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think... Um that's a, I think that's a very good um, suggestion. And Takiya was talking a couple weeks ago about uh, there's a pilot program with regard to um, social workers riding in tandem City. with police officers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that's awesome. I, I really just think that, especially from our, our perspective, being like Western civilization and the way we look at things, um, one of the biggest problems I think that we have as a society is there's very little accountability from the top down. It's like, you know, the government can forfeit on on their fiduciary responsibilities to protect the public from, you know, banking systems collapsing or, you know, or auto industry collapsing. But heaven forbid you forfeit on a loan. Well, you know. Then your moral character is at stake if you, if you don't pay back the debts. Unless you're the United States government, then you just yeah, and it's, keep upping it. And, and, and or if you're like Donald Trump and you can like forfeit, you know, your responsibilities six times over in business scenarios, but you can still become president. It's, it's and I, uh, so Donald Trump and his whole merry band of thieves. <laughs> I don't know how merry they are, but yeah. Well. They're definitely fluid. They keep coming and going, and you know, and not that good Las Vegas no, way. Not that oh! Las Vegas way. All right, However, Betsy Biv DeVos <laughs> remains. <Really? laughs> she's still she's still there. I think she's gonna outlast Carson. I want to educate poor children. I just don't know anything about the educational system. Hmm. She don't want to educate poor people. <laughs> we need to change the system, how they educate the children, not just the buildings. And I know you're asking me these questions about education, about and you're asking me these questions about my contribution to the educational system here in Michigan. However, I cannot answer any of those questions. Please and thank you. But we're going to fix this. I heard about that. I heard it was bad. I didn't even like watch the whole thing. I read like part of the transcripts and mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? I, I can't do this. They didn't even ask her nuanced questions. I know. That it, it, <laughs> so my interpretation. I don't think she would have understood them. No, no. I, and that's what, I was, that's what I was saying. I was having a conversation with my coworker um, and was having a conversation. I was basically saying that from my impression of what I saw when she was getting like the confirmation hearings, all that stuff. I don't think there's there are many lights, if any, on the top floor. She's not bright at all. I think she's the that top floor. Is don't believe that. Gutted. Don't believe that. I don't See, think she's bright at all. Her brother. Sometimes, I, sometimes I'm siblings saying, are smart. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying she's not smart. I'm saying, just let me talk. Her brother is the founder of uh, Black. Black. I know. I know. Right. I know. So, I, and and Betsy DeVos herself owns 
debt companies, debt consolidation companies. So she ain't got shit to say about student loans because she is making herself richer. She don't have shit to say because the reality is she's used to being behind the scenes. And I honestly feel like she knows enough to know that I don't know enough about what I should know other than my own personal agenda. And I think that she is behind the scenes at the Department of Education advancing her own personal agenda. And she is one of those super rich people who feels like she don't owe anybody an explanation. So she don't know how public education actually works. She just knows how she's going to uh, uh, impose. Oh, that's obvious. We know that time. because she's never had but, any interaction with public education. I, I, I it's all been private schooling. But, but I don't think that's a lack of intelligence. I think that's straight arrogance. Well, I'm, well, time out. I never said she wasn't arrogant. I just said I don't think she's bright. I think it's like classist arrogance. Just the idea of just yeah. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can be dumb and arrogant. Like, yeah. Like, look the guy who hired no, her. But, I, I, but I, don't, I don't think she's... No, but what I'm saying is I don't, I don't think she is dumb. Okay. So, all right. Let, 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 let's backtrack a little bit so on this. I don't, I don't necessarily think she's a dumb person in general. In this arena... Sorry. In the arena that she's been, I don't know anything else about Betsy Biv DeVos except for her as this education secretary. I know she was a rich white woman who gave a um, white man she some money. She comes from money. That don't make but her my, smart. No, I didn't, I didn't no, say no, that. I'm not she, saying it does. I'm, I'm just, not I'm saying just, she's smart. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. she's dumb. However, right. what I'm saying is she has been tasked to be the cabinet member for the Department of Education, mm -hmm. for which she is not qualified in an area in which she is stupid. I think I'm a pretty smart person, but you give me numbers, math, mm -hmm. and you take away my fingers, I can't do shit. I can't function. So I think it's okay. <laughs> I think it's okay to be able to say like, okay, and I'm I'm not making any any generalizations about her intelligence in any other areas. However, as the depart the head of the Department of Education, she's dumb as shit. She's dumb as a box of rocks. She has no idea what's going on. And she just say like, oh, you know, this kid that I took under my wing and went to private school, she did well. So we should send everybody, send everybody to charter schools. Charter schools, private schools, completely fucking different. No, they're not public schools, but that doesn't mean like, this oh. This whole voucher idea, like where the fuck the voucher's going to come from? So the re so, so. But hold on, hold on. I would like, I would like to. I I, I I I agree with Takia. She doesn't know how the Department of Education. She doesn't understand how the educational system in this country works. She doesn't care to because her motive is to actually privatize the entire school system so that it can be segregated. Her issue is she ultimately her real private issue is she don't want white kids going to school with brown kids. Basically. And Don't she, send your rich white and, kids and, to school with these brown and, poor children. And she wants to be able to institute religious education, you know, across abstinence-only education, which will never happen. Right. And, and so, and so, ultimately, she don't care how the system that she is in charge of works because she has known for decades what she wants to replace it with, and that's her only concern. And realistically, she's going along with this whole smash and grab GOP Trump administration logic of like, you know what, let's just fuck up as much shit as we can and steal as much money as we can on the way out. And the reason why I brought up her brother in BlackRock is because I think that is very important as to how her agenda looks from the outside. It's Blackwater. Much, Blackwater, right. How much profit can I rake in while I'm here? And how can I institute my vision? And none of those things require her to know how the actual system that she's in charge of works. And I think that, you know, the reason why I want to defend the fact that I think she's intelligent is because I think her willful ignorance is even more dangerous than Ben Carson, who just doesn't actually know 
what the fuck is going it's on. Which is which is a very good converse because Ben Carson is an intelligent man. He's like right. a fucking he neurosurgeon. How, he doesn't know how politics work at all, though. You don't know. Nothing. But he's just yeah. as dumb he, he knows, as the he knows rest how, of them. He knows how to pick out like Chinette sets, though. Well, that, <laughs> does he or does his wife Candy? Oh, well, I don't know. That Because Candy set. was in there like, I know Look. Candy don't know how to sing that national which, anthem. She's terrible. Which you have to ask, can Ben Carson do anything alone? No. Hey, man, can uh, Mike Pence? Mike Pence don't go nowhere without his wife. So, uh, you know. Uh, but look, I was still trying to make a point, though. Like, So let's backtrack a little bit. There, there, there was a time when we used to like, like clown one George W. Bush mercilessly for not being intelligent. He's still not. Okay, so let's just let's just. Okay, I mean, okay, I know, so if we say, if we, if we go say that George W. Bush is intelligent, at the same time the he got that oil money, don't he? Yeah, and, the and then uh, say oil prices went up under his watch and have not gone back down since he had them closed door meetings with Cheney and them back in the day after nine eleven. So I mean, yeah, just because you like not intelligent doesn't mean you don't know how to like you know make connections and you know and you know I I I don't think. Just the way Franken interviewed her and he was like basically grilling her and roasting her. And she's like, why, thank you for that question. What I thought of is when Tina Fey was doing the whole uh, Sarah Palin. I could see Russia from my house. But that's like for real because, I mean, Tina Fey was being hyperbolic with that. You know, she was like playing it up a little bit. I mean, she didn't have to play it up much, but she was still adding hyperbole to it. Yeah. That's really like. I'm sorry. He meant to say hyperbole. I, I didn't mean to say hyperbole. I'm sorry. You said converse and everything, and I got all like, intellectual and shit. I apologize. My bad. Um, you know, uh, with all diligenceness, I will. I will. Uh, that's a word I actually heard on Sunday. All right, Tia. No, that's a word I heard on Sunday. Yeah, in the service. Yeah, yeah. Pastor said, "With all diligenceness." No, he did. All due diligenceness twice. So it wasn't a mistake. It was, but it wasn't. So. Yes, yes. I couldn't get past. You know, when people say certain words, I just can't get past anything else they say. It's like when Kurt Schilling said hyperbole, I just I lost everything else. I said, you were doing so well, Kurt Schilling. You were doing so well. And you said hyperbole, and I I lost it. Uh, So, yeah, man, I I, I will uh, agree to disagree on Bessie DeVos. I'm not saying she doesn't know how to to make money or whatever. I think, for example, um, I'll concede this point. And I, I think this would be a happy medium. I think when you come from like an understanding of how to do business in certain arenas, mm-hmm. you're capable in that regard. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have at some point or another looked at something back in the day that Jessica Simpson has done or said, like tuna of the like sea, chicken, chicken of the, the sea. sea. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she said, I thought it was real chicken. But I actually happened to see a moment where she sat in the car with her then husband and he was saying, I want to do this video, but the record label was not really like coming my way. And she said, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, and she laid out an entire business plan of how he executes this video. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, she know how to get to that money. She like, this, Yeah, she know how to get up there and perform. If you give her some lines to act or whatever, she'll act the lines out or whatever. She knows she'll how to- some do, shoes. Yeah, yeah. So she knows how to get to the money. But just certain things that the bandwidth ain't on there for. I just don't think, I think Bessie DeVos is not that intelligent. I think she knows how to get to the money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's that intelligent. And I think she's also very arrogant. I will agree with you on that one. So I'll agree with a, you on that a great one. representative of the Trump administration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could take her name out and say, Blank knows how to get that money. I don't think Blank is that intelligent. 
and you could be describing just about people. anybody, just about anybody. Because I, I made this, I made that comment about Trump when he was running, and like, no, he's intelligent. Like, no, that motherfucker's an idiot. Like, no, I'm he's smart. <laughs> he's just ultimately, like he just. Huh? All, I think I feel like they're all ultimately not really that intelligent because they backed a winning losing train. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's winning right now, but it's, is, is it? I don't know because they keep jumping. Did he off. win? But like, they, they, they they keep it's not just that. It's just like, like, like where his collide. name is going to be in 10 years, not even that long. I mean, if you be... have people like seriously reconsidering George Bush, like you're a horrible president. I would take George Bush again. I would not. I would take another eight years of George Bush. I would not. Because uh, at the end of the would, day. I mean, I think it's. Were you were you saying this that at some point George speaking, Bush was like when they asked if he was like the worst president in history and he was like oh history's yes, not that was done me. yet statistically or speaking yeah. he's still like the worst president under George Bush there were two unsanctioned wars um, there's a Katrina non response there was nine eleven that happened on his watch where he had the intelligence about nine eleven attacks six months in advance and did nothing about it. Uh, there are a lot of things. There was also the, the financial like recession from the collapse of the auto industry and the mortgage industry. Way too much shit happened under his yeah, watch. Yeah, he was horrible. Um, Wait, I would not go back for that guy. However, it's like when you date somebody and you're like, oh, God, he's horrible. And then you date somebody worse and you're like, no. But this is somebody I'm worse. Though, actually, that to... guy was horrible, but he wasn't that bad. He yeah. wasn't, you know, Satan. Like, like the difference is, so the difference is between George Bush, like you go out on a date with George Bush, he might be a terrible date, but George Bush know how to like reach up under your skirt or whatever and like, you know, do some things, right? Like Trump. Trump's going to rape you. <laughs> I was, I was going to say Trump know how to order shit, but he don't actually know how to actually like, you know, actually, you know, get them to prepare to that shit. shit. Yeah. Because yeah. like at the end of the day, Congress ain't, what has Congress done? Other than like pass the budget, that's what they've done. That's it. Pass the budget. Well, I mean, and Congress like, the has also been has smash even... and grab, also because they they're, they're obstructionists. They're not even trying. They're not even trying to actually like do anything now. They but spent they got, more. They got tax cuts. Yeah, that's what I said. They passed the budget. That's what I meant. That's part of the the, oh. the whole. That was that they was spent... with the tax cuts. So they passed the budget, and the budget came after. You're right, but that's what I meant. The tax cuts. They spent more time trying to figure out if Bill Clinton. Has sex with Monica, if he got a blowjob. Then they did trying to figure out anything related to Trump and this whole collusion. And now they're just like, oh, no, no, there's no. Including the, rest, including the prostitute in Thailand somewhere? Uh, let, let, let me, uh, yeah, let me, let me, let me break <laughs> something down for the audience. They spent more money congressionally for the Benghazi reports than they did for the 9-11 commission. I repeat that. They spent more money researching Hillary's emails than they did anything regarding the research and background and, and, and detective work and all the stuff they needed to do in terms of 9-11 and what happened. They should all have a flag pin snatched. And shoved up their ass. Betsy DeVos. While it's open. Fergie in that national anthem. Ben Carson and his $31,000. Whoa, you're getting also Candy Carson in that anthem. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was terrible. Oh my gosh. These are all things that we deserve as Americans as right now. We terrible. don't deserve nice things. And Craig Mack died. He did. He did. Rest in peace to Craig Mack. They, they uh, they're speculating heart failure. They said he was sick for a while. They said heart oh. failure, but I don't know if that was like the actual cause or there was something else at the root of it. And that was just the symptom that got him. I don't know. 
black man take better care of yourself. 46 years old. Speaking of which, thank you, because before we wrap, I wanted to say something about that. So there, there, there's an article that I posted either yesterday or I think it was yesterday. Could have been today, but I think it was yesterday. But essentially, it was saying that your heart can actually get younger if you exercise on a regular basis at a young enough age. So if you're in your mid-40s and you still haven't, you know gotten into shape and you're talking about it before you get into your 50s and 60s that's when your heart becomes less uh, elastic and it starts to shrink and it becomes more rigid and more stiff and that's where problems can set in so you still have a window of course you will want to talk to a health professional make sure it's safe to actually get into the you know gym you don't want to just go in there cold and try to well, like, do things you're incapable of I was going to say, according to a, a story that NPR reported, like in the last day or two, it's not just exercise, but specifically biking, cycling. Okay. So, and cycling, yeah. Okay. Um, this article I actually was talking about, it was from NPR, so it could have been like, yeah, they could have posted around the same time. The other thing I wanted to point out, which is, I think, really dope, um, the iPhone health app can actually predict diabetes. The sugar? Yeah. Like, like there are a lot of their their metrics that like that help and has been able to successfully. There's a, a control group that they tested and a high accuracy of of positive results in terms of who's actually pre diabetic and who's going to be who develop diabetes, whatever, based upon the metrics that were taken. And there are also some health um, health uh, things that have come along in terms of heart disease that they're starting mm-hmm. to pick up too. So these health apps in terms of Fitbits and, and Apple Watches. Outside of just you know being technologically cool and kind of in, actually could save your life. So I think that's kind of dope. At the same time, you're also giving all your information to like you know, well yeah, the great beyond of information logging. We already are though. I mean, anytime you walk into a store with your cell phone, it's just. It's Anytime over. you talk, are you here? Next thing Would you, you like to take a picture of our establishment? Next thing you know, it's like remember when well, we were asking that. about butt plugs? Like what? what? I just discussed that. I didn't search for that. And then next <laughs> like, thing you know, you you're like <laughs> on Google, and it's like, hey, look, butt plug. Right. That's happened to you. Yes, yeah, actually, it has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has actually. You know. Why not? I mean, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Um, speaking of wrong, and then we're going to put a bow on this. Uh, I, w- I was amused. Uh, Michelle and Deggio Cello called Bruno Mars a karaoke singer. And <laughs> I got my whole entire life. I love her for and that. And I lived and lived for it. You know, because you've known me for some time, I very much love and dig Michelle and Deggio Cello. But... I would disagree with her. I, I think Bruno Mars is a talented cat. I hate Bruno Mars. I'm not mad at that. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think anybody has to like the artist like that I like. I just, I just every would disagree. song he makes sounds like some theme song to some movie that it's just like some. I'll be thinking to myself sometimes, like, is everything so goddamn epic in his life? Like, does he ever have a quiet <laughs> moment? I mean, isn't like, that what you two and Coldplay does? I hate like, you two and Coldplay. You know, like, every every <laughs> like Coldplay song now is like, oh. Yeah, it's like, you know. And I used like, to love Coldplay. I think I just feel like, like they're doing more of the same after a while. 
I just feel like, you know, chill out, dude. We get it. You know what I'm saying? You like your money. Stop making every song a fucking ad. Like, we, I'm not into it at all. I feel like he's, like, either selling me a movie or a cell phone or, like, a drug, something. Like, I just want Bruno Mars to have a, one quiet moment. Just one. I liked <laughs> him before. And now I kind of start to feel like he's a caricature of himself. Mm. And... Like when he did, what was it, Gorilla Jukebox? Yeah. I was like, okay, I kind of like this. And Unorthodox now, Jukebox. Unorthodox, something about a, but a Jukebox. But it's a Gorilla Buy It. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm just like, eh, you know, <clears throat> I kind of feel like you're a caricature of yourself. I don't really have a, a clean idea of who you are. And this is not to say that just because you're an artist and you come out, you have to stick with that style. Um, and just kind of going back to who brought up this whole comp- topic of conversation if you are familiar with Michelle and Diggio Cello, never do the same she twice. reinvents herself I've seen yeah. her several 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 times and only once have I seen her perform Outside from previous CDs and she mm-hmm. will tell you like I don't I don't do that music that I've done before. As much as I love her, I only seen her perform once, and I was just fortunate enough for her to do Outside the Door. She and said, I don't, I don't know why I feel like that. I've done this song like eight years. Yeah, it doesn't happen. So I, 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 on the one hand, like I applaud him for kind of trying to recreate himself, but like, who are you, sir? And that's why I feel like it's okay to agree with, you know, he's just a karaoke singer because he's kind of picking up things from like the 60s or 70s or 80s and 90s and just like, oh, this song is not the same, but it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with paying homage to to something, you know, saying that came before you. And he, I mean, he's been he's been very clear about that. Which he there are has. a lot of artists that you know clearly jack and don't actually. Which is why I did not use the cultural appropriation yeah, term so. because he's always very vocal about like you know, no, I'm not black, and I you know get my influences from X Y Z black artists. However, Puerto Rican and Samoan, yeah. He's <laughs> like he's Filipino, Ashkenazi, Jew. Yeah, and I heard he's Puerto Rican too. And like, yeah, I heard about the Jew. I didn't know about the Jewish thing. And also, like, um, like yeah, Samoan, yeah. Samoan's in black. Um, he's a product of colonialism, okay. Basically. Um, well, you know, you know, we touched on every island. <laughs> we were brought to every island. Come on, man. You know, you know. Well, any... white folks wasn't doing their own labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I kind of agree with it, but you know, I know some people like Bruno Mars. I mean, I'm a little bit over him and his dripping in finesse and living color. And that's I mean, I I I I can I can understand how somebody would look at it and say he's oversaturated right now. I I can I can dig it. It's not even that. It's just too much. That's fine. But I mean, I again. Like- you know. I didn't like him when he first came out. Now I, he's just put out a body of work that confirms. <laughs> That's Thank enough. you for confirming what I already what knew. What I already knew. <laughs> I wish I had four hams. I would give them albums four thumbs down. Hey. And I would just like to say, in reference to him being a product of colonialism, I've been telling people I'm a product of slavery for a long time. Because people be like, ooh, are you mixed? And I'd be like, no, I'm a product of slavery. Because... <laughs> That's a thing. Unfortunately. Um, so the other thing is uh, we have come to the end of this lovely podcast. Come to the end oh. of the podcast. Oh, Lord. I let him go. Okay. Um, yeah. So thank you all for, <laughs> for checking. Make sure to share us with your friends like a blunt. 
Um, let them all get high of your supply. Or if you don't smoke, edibles. You smoke. Um, <laughs> so wrapping up the show today is me, T. Rich. The Veggie Can Barks. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the usual, usual suspects <laughs> on Flash Black Radio. Shout out to Slim. Shout out to Slim. Uh, but it's late. We're going to go eat now. So. Indeed, indeed. Peace out. Love you guys. Stay blessed. Stay woke.